Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. I am fucking annoyed. I have no mopeds at work right now. Um, I took a perfectly good running moped and turned it into shit. Basically what I did was I'm breaking cylinders in for the Baker's Dozen. Uh, first cylinder was great. Took it off. Went to put another one on. Running great. Everything's great. And then yesterday. Yesterday I was going down a main drag in St. Paul and bikes start missing, spitting and sputtering. And it shut off. I thought I was too rich. Turns out that wasn't the case. And it's been 24 hours of chasing every fucking part you possibly can think. I think I have it figured out to a fuel delivery issue. I think my tank is clogging up the inline filter. But, yeah, it's fucking rad, and I love mopeds, and I'm just, ah. My other one, I changed some stuff on it, and that's not running, and blah, blah, blah. But, hey. We got a Kansas City moped party happening this weekend. I see, I'm guessing a lot of you have already listened to the episode. It was fun. It's going to be great. I'm going to have at least one running moped to take down there. And yeah, we'll just see how it all goes, man. You know, we try not to take this shit too serious, but sometimes it can be all consuming unless, you know, you got consuming obsessive personality like me. I don't know, whatever. Um, I made it all better. So I got first things first. I got to throw out. Uh, I am blanking on Jack's wife's name, but um, Space Mom. What the hell? The fine folks out at Two Smokes. Um, they sent me some apparel. It was uh, really rad, and I. That's how um, fucking swamped I am in life. I can't. You guys know who you are. I'll get you next week. I'm so sorry, Jack, and. I had Jack. Anyways, they sent me some great stuff. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Eric from QCB, softest globe in the south, is fucking sending me a t-shirt so I can go be soft at Kansas City and uh, eat a soft serve somewhere. So I'll have to do that for you, Eric. Um, yeah, I'm just... It's happening. The moped season's upon us, and all my bikes are broken, so I'm super fucking annoyed. But... We're back in the Midwest-ish. I don't know. Is Michigan? Michigan, we'll call it. from Midwest. Um, I had this great idea to interview a whole bunch of different clubs in Michigan. And the way I go, I just sporadically have a list of people in my head who I want to ask on. And I just start throwing out a whole bunch of asks one day. And, I, you know, so the second chance audience always gets back to me really positively. Um, so I had to ask, there's one club that's new and I, I wanted to know more about them. They are putting out, um, just a lot of great Instagram photos of Vespino, um, products. And I'm just digging what they're doing. Uh, a club out of Detroit. You guys have heard them. I'm terrible about like mentioning people cause I'm just so busy trying to just do shit. And I don't think of clubs enough, like 
kickstand boys get mentioned quite a bit on uh, moped monday podcast and they're fucking rat they're putting out some sick builds right now but i'm gonna have a member of the moped uh, kickstand boys come on and he's gonna tell you all about his moped journey and his club so good sir do you want to introduce yourself and where you're from in your club what's up everybody my name's john my friends call me yanni flynn i'm the president of the kickstand boys from detroit michigan all right all right yeah so what should i call you should i call you yanni or should i call you john i mean I, my name is john but like pretty much nobody calls me john even my own dad calls me brian which is kind of <laughs> odd considering he fucking named me john but yeah yeah that's kind of fucked up dad yeah i mean anything under the sun john yan yanni flynn whatever you want i'll respond um, to all of it we'll go with flynn for right now or we'll go with yanni sure uh and i'm just oh, i'm fucking all over the place i'm gonna be we're gonna we're gonna have a great podcast i'm gonna be a terrible close so yanni you're gonna have to fucking carry me on this one um it's all right man it's, and don't don't feel bad either i own a lot more mopeds than you and all of mine are currently broken even awesome. the one that i thought was just working perfect just fucking seal blew out in its rear transmission so even that's down yeah it's great i'm supposed to be fucking in kansas city this coming weekend i might just show up without a bike fuck them I don't care. Uh, Just buy one in Kansas City off Craigslist. No, because I'm getting rid of bikes. That was my whole thing. Like I've been, I've ditched like three already. Like I wanted a garage with space. I had like, oh, oh, I'm just gonna have three mopeds. If I can't keep three mopeds going, there's something wrong. Oh, I fucking suck at life today. So whatever. But just buy a portable <laughs> garage. Just get like a pop up one. I did that today. Well, I got a two. I got two like a large one and a half stall, two stall garage. So like. Yo, you could fit at least like 10, 15 mopeds in that room. I sitting. know. And I got a basement and I'm looking at my 83 Hobbit to my right. It's just kind of, we're kind of eyeing each other up. Um, but no, <laughs> Yanni, we're going to go through your moped journey here on Second Chance, Moped Podcast. We go through people's moped journeys. What happened? I eat the very first time they ever saw a moped to, you know, the smile ride and, you know, the middle part of their moped journey and to what it's like today. So, Yanni, let me ask you. What is your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but like your first time conceptually knowing that is a moped. So the first time I ever saw like or remember seeing a moped, I was like pretty young. Um, so for the summer right now, I'm living up in like the Petoskey Harbor Springs area of Michigan, which is like, if I'll do the hand thing with you and point. So if like Detroit's down here, I'm oh. way the fuck up here right now. Okay. So, Don't move your phone around too much because we get robot going and then it's okay. like all distorted. So, yeah. Sorry. No worries, my um, guy. So you're on the top. What brings you up there? Um. So my, my dad hurt himself skiing or whatever this past winter. And, oh, that sucks. Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, it's, it's Michigan, you know. Like, I live north of the 45th parallel. They get real winters. My parents live on a lake out in the country. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, I there's snow you got to shovel it and fucking you know take the tractor yeah. out or whatever else and do shit with it because the plows don't like come save you you know yeah, yeah um so i moved up there to like you know help deal with that and like help them around because they don't have a first floor bedroom and he's like you know a big dude and whatever else so i moved up there for that and then like just like a couple weeks ago fucking my mom was like spreading mulch in the garden and like randomly like tripped on something and like fell over and like landed on the driveway and like broke her arm and it's oh, just God, like a little dude. fracture or whatever but i'm like looking at him like yo you guys are fucking falling apart 
yeah yeah <laughs> and and like luckily they're uh luckily they're retired so like they don't have anything to do or whatever you know but but um, heal it sounds like now yeah but you know they're tough <laughs> they'll be all right but anyway so the first time i ever remember seeing a moped i was probably like five or six because i can't i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really remember anything about my life before i was like five okay um uh i was just too young i don't know i've forgotten it all yeah, yeah. and um so the first time I ever remember seeing a moped was up here in Harbor Springs, which Harbor Springs, because I'm sure nobody that listens to this podcast knows anything about Harbor Springs, Michigan. It's a very small town, but it's like a resort town with like a lot of money in it. Like okay. people come from out of state or whatever, like houses are expensive. It's the whole yeah, it's feel, whatever. And they've got yeah. a really nice marina that houses uh, large boats in the summertime. It's a good stopping point um in between like Mackinac and Traverse City to harbor for the night if that makes okay. sense if you're like going down the Great Lakes and so is, um, is it kind of like way upper like is it have you ever been to like Door County Wisconsin I've only ever been to Wisconsin like twice and I was really really drunk okay you're not missing there. anything never mind we'll just keep rolling with your area <laughs> Okay. So yeah, so it's like a cottage community or whatever, but people come in with like some serious money yachts, like mm-hmm. Hatteras and uh burgers and like, you know, multi-million dollar yachts. Yeah and, yeah. and they'll harbor there for the night or whatever and you know, hang out with their other rich friends and whatnot. And so the first time I ever remember seeing a moped was down on the docks in Harbor Springs, and there was a pair of them that were on the bow of some yacht, like also with the dinghy, and they had like, you know, a crane that would you know, lower it down onto mm-hmm. the dock so that they could ride it around or whatever when like they were at port, which I thought that was gangster as fuck. It was like, you guys have little motorcycles that you strap to the front of your boat. Like, yeah, geez, you know, like though your million dollar boat's not good enough for you. You need like multiple boats strapped to your boat. Yes, uh, they do. But yeah, obviously. so that's the first time I ever saw a, a moped. Do you have a, and I may have brain part out what do you know what moped that was or so color? thinking about it now they they were blue i don't know if they were like qt 50s or like maybe like uh urban expresses or something mm-hmm. uh i guess they weren't technically like moped moped no nah, but two wheel small whatever yeah 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 but they were they were blue and white and i remember they were both matching and there was like this you know old guy with white hair and his wife or whatever that were like gonna ride him around the city mm-hmm. even though the city's like small like it's like three blocks there's no point even like riding one really but yeah yeah so that's the first time i ever remember seeing a moped so i was probably like five six and i know you like your timeline so that was probably like 94 95 okay right on right on uh now you you know when you saw it do you remember your first moped ride or were you like it sounds like you're i very much so remember my first moped ride i uh so i lived in detroit growing up or whatever and my neighbor and so like i'm not a small dude i'm like six four oh, but geez, yeah. growing up you on should the join street, qcb they're the fucking tallest club of the south are they all like Dutch? eric's matt st john those guys are tall <laughs> nice um so even though i'm six four though like one of my best friend growing up is six foot eight he's like 300 pounds six eight he's a huge goon yeah um and then oddly enough the kid that lived across the street from me his name was david klein and klein in german means small but he was six foot ten yeah and then uh the the kid is in the water up there dude like jesus christ like (sighs) 
you know, I don't, well, at least we're not in Flint, so I can't say like some toxicness, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it could have, it could have bleached into your water line. Jesus. Right. <laughs> well, actually, that was the whole Flint problem is they got off of Detroit's water thing and then switched to their own and then that kind of fucked them. But anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this kid down the street from me was Big John and he was a huge goon of a kid um and he was like really into dirt bikes and stuff like that and like atvs and whatnot they had a cottage up in the thumb area um of michigan that like you know they would go ride dirt bikes in and stuff and so he got this honda express or not this honda express it was a it was a spree mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah and i and i was like i don't know maybe like eight or something the first time i rode it and you know he had like done some stuff to it or whatever to like you know, it was probably running super lean and whatever else. Like he tried to make it, you know, max power on the thing because he was mm-hmm. huge. And uh, yeah, the first time I rode it, I sat on it and I don't know why, but I like sat back on it kind of like you would when you're like riding a jet ski. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like think about the whole like weight balancing of a, you know, a spree. And I hit the gas as hard as I could. And the thing just immediately flipped over back on top of me and crushed oh, wow. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so that, yeah. And then I think I like rode it around like his yard or something like that. Cause you know, I was like eight, like I couldn't ride the thing on the street. Um, like the cops really cared about stuff where mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, but yeah, so that was the first time I ever like rode one, I guess I immediately just crashed the thing and it, it, it flipped on me. That's yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I hope it doesn't sound like things got much better. So <laughs> and how old were you like 15 16 like no i was eight riding this thing. oh were you eight? Oh jesus oh, okay i thought yeah, we I, was, jumped... I was mad young and i was like even afraid to like go and like tell my mom that i just got smashed by this like mini motorcycle or whatever because like obviously i wasn't supposed to be riding this thing you know i was eight yeah, years yeah. old um but, so yeah that's the first time i ever rode a moped i guess when did you start to get into them then i guess is my next kind of progression like obviously you're not going uh, deep then so this is going to be a multi-phased answer i suppose because okay. there were different points in my life so the first moped i ever owned i actually built with my buddy down the street and it wasn't really a moped it was more like a um like a select style moped we built it out yeah. of a bmx bike and a uh, weed whacker engine nice and we originally like built uh like a wooden bracket to hold the thing on. And then his dad was like, no, 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 no. You guys can't build like a wooden engine bracket on this mm-hmm. thing. And we were like, well, we don't know how to weld. Like, what do you want from us? You know? And we were, <laughs> and this is, and to put this in perspective, this, I would have been like 11, I think yeah. doing this. So, you know, like I would have been in like sixth grade. Yep. Know? Yep. Um, and yeah, and, and like to anybody listening to this, don't think I'm some type of like mechanical genius. Cause I'm definitely not. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I got lucky with it. There was some broken weed whacker or whatever, and we got the thing to work. But uh, the problem with it was, is we never hooked up a throttle for it, which I don't know why we like never thought to do that. So yeah, we just had it at, you know, when it turned on or whatever, you'd pedal the thing to get it started or whatever. And then once it started, it would just go full blast until it ran out of gas. <laughs> so that's awesome. And we had like, you know, the, like the back pedal, like brake on it or whatever. But I mean, like, you know, you'd be ripping down the street on this thing. Cause it's just, you know, like weed whacker engines get up to pretty high RPMs. So yeah, yeah. 
you'd just be ripping on this thing down the, you know, the sidewalk or whatever. And then like, you'd go to hit the brake and like, you'd really just be like skidding with the bike for a bit before the thing actually like kind of stopped and like conked itself out. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we ended up selling it to like some kid in the neighborhood or something. Uh, (laughs) I don't really know what ever happened to it to be entirely honest, but so that was like my first moped I ever owned. And then, um, I didn't own any, any mopeds through, like my teenage years or anything like that because like in michigan like they're really like you know they're they're not a very practical thing to ride around because you can ride them around for like three months or something yeah like that. yeah midwest yeah. anywhere dude there's like you got like may to like september in the prime riding time yeah 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 so like i knew one kid that had one that would ride it to like high school or whatever when because in michigan when you're 15 you can get like a moped license Mm-hmm. um so for like that one year he like rode a moped to school but everybody else was like yo that's dumb i'm just gonna get a ride with like an older kid in a car and like not have to get like you know sleeted on and whatever other bullshit yeah yeah um so like he had one but like nobody nobody at my high school or anything like had mopeds or anything like that everybody just had cars and um so I was out of mopeds for a bit until I was in college. Um, that's kind of where our whole crew met for the most part. Some of them knew each other beforehand, but for the most part, we all met at um, Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo. Okay. So we were at Western from like 07 to, I don't know, like 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we were there, um, like two years we lived in this one neighborhood where like we we owned like all of the houses for like seven houses in a row or something like both sides of the streets our friend group did and so you know we would just hang out in the block party whatever and like i don't remember who it was but somebody found somewhere some like tau tau scooters for like 600 bucks brand new but they came like in the crate oh wow and so they were like hell yeah brand new scooter 600 bucks run it so yeah. they bought like one or two of these things and like nobody had like real tools or like know how to like you know heat cycle an engine or anything and so like mm-hmm. they just like half-assed put these things together and just like immediately let's blast yeah and uh you know they all like they got they like got one or two of these and then like all the other kids were like yo let's get these things and we ended yeah. up having like shit i don't know like 12 of them or something like that for like a <laughs> summer and we would just like you know rip around like the city on them and whatnot which and, is funny because uh, i'm not sure what's going on in like the moped scene but like kilmazoon was like kind of the heartbeat of the moped culture for a long time and here you guys are just running around fucking kilmazoo with like everything that the moped world hates their fucking tautaus yo you're gonna it's the moped world and i are gonna miss each other by very small amounts for a very long time in my life, which is very <laughs> weird to me, but I'll explain that. So we're in Kalamazoo, we're ripping on these tautaus or whatever, like crashing them off curbs and stuff like that. And then it becomes fall and we're like, you know, we don't have garages or anything. So uh, we ended up all like selling them for like 800 bucks, 900 bucks a piece or something. So more or less we like crashed these things all summer long, had fun on them and then made money on them. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, wish, I wish all my investments could be like that. Right. And then so we sold all these Tautaus and then that was the end of mopeds. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was living in Kalamazoo, 
you know, obviously from listening to podcasts, like now I know that, you know, the Decepticons are a thing and like the barbecues and Chad Burke and, you know, the various moped shops that are there. And when I lived there, um, you know, in the, in the summertime, like I just hung out in the streets and whatever else. And like the fact that I never saw any of these people riding mopeds in a pack or the rally or the barbecue, which I'm pretty sure I know exactly what neighborhood that barbecue happened in. Yeah. Honestly fascinates me because definitely some of my peoples would have just been like, yo, did you see that group of like a hundred people riding those little weird ass motorized things or whatever? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no. They'd be like, yeah, man, the game buzzing through town. It was crazy. You know, like, that's a thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that sees that is going to be like, what the fuck was that? You know? Exactly, and, dude. And I lived there for five years and never once did I see any of this. Yeah. Which kind of blows my mind, honestly. But then, um, so, you know, we all graduated or whatever. And then after I graduated, I moved to Grand Rapids. Okay. The Ghost Riders. Also fucking never saw them. Mm-hmm. Never saw a moped rally. I loved going to bars, both sides of the city, whatever. Never saw any of them, which also literally blows my mind because I would have seen one of these things parked outside because the Ghost Riders have really nice bikes too. You know what I mean? So like I would have definitely seen some of these hobbits or whatever parked outside a bar and been like, man, this is a dope ass little motorcycle thing you got going on. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I never saw them. So that's kind of crazy to me. And I lived in Grand Rapids for three years. Yeah. You think you would have saw something. Yeah, so for eight years of my life in two very heavily mopeded cities, I never saw anything, which hmm. is weird that it, you know, life was like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, so then getting back into mopeds, um, we were smoking weed in my buddy's garage, because uh, his wife doesn't like, you know, obviously doesn't want to smoking weed in her house or whatever. <laughs> so I was smoking weed in her garage. Or his garage or whatever and he had like he had some type of motorcycle at the time but it was kind of like a shitty motorcycle um it definitely wasn't anything cool it was like some type of like whack-ass like 90s with like shitty fairings something or other mm-hmm. and uh i'm like sitting there looking at it like thinking about how shitty it is and then i'm like <laughs> which not to knock him sorry rich uh but uh then i'm like looking over there and he's got this other like little green one and i'm like yo what's going on with this thing he's like oh that's actually uh my buddy jimmy's moped from high school and i was like oh this is a moped and i was like oh it's got because it was a top tank target it's green okay um our vice president of the club brian he actually has it now nice um so it was like sitting there or whatever he's like yeah we crashed it i was sketching behind it longboarding or whatever in this neighborhood and we like crashed it into a fire hydrant and like bent the forks on it of course and i'm like looking at it and i'm like yeah what do you want for this thing and he's like man i don't know or whatever and i was like i'll give you an ounce of weed for it yeah and he's like man i don't know i was like man take this ounce of weed and he's like no what the fuck am i gonna do with that no i'm no i can't do that and then brian trips up and is like you know i'll give you like three or four hundred bucks for it and i'm over here looking and i'm like yo brian shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> you can't he step on t- somebody's deal like that, that. Yeah, he would have taken that and then I would have just sold it to, to you for cheaper. Like, what the fuck, dude? But yeah. if you want to pay more money for it, whatever, fucking go for it. <laughs> uh, and so he ends up buying it or whatever. And like the forks were bent and shit, but like it's a kickstart Targa. It's from, you know, the early 2000s or whatever. It's got like a CDI and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, A35. And so he buys that and 
you know, he gets it going or whatever, he's riding around. And then my buddy Al, who is our road captain, he gets himself a yellow Targa to match. And then right so the next the two of them got Targas. <laughs> and then uh, Brian was dating Chelsea at the time, which Chelsea's our, she's in our club also. Um, she's our secretary, which for anybody who's like, oh, why's the girl got to be a secretary? Like, she doesn't actually do secretary stuff. She just keeps track of when somebody's being a little bitch and being like, yo, <laughs> fucking finish your beer. You know what I'm saying? Stop being a little bitch. That's the kind of she, shit. Is she, she, is she more surgeon in arms is what you're saying? Like keeping everybody in line? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of to an extent. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, you know, she, she's, she's fucking rad as shit. And so, like, I know there's a lot of, like, sexism or whatever in the moped world which i don't know I've i think that's every world dude anybody, like but... yeah i don't think it's I, th- I don't think it's unique to mopeds which, where like which, which again i've never met all the people listening to this i've never met any of you so i'm not yeah. judging you i'm just saying this is what i've heard yeah so um but yeah i mean she's rad as fuck she'll she'll snowboard down the biggest like double black diamonds out in colorado with us and shit like nice. she's she's super rad um, but yeah, so he was, they were dating at the time and, um, she ended up getting a pacer, um, like step through mm-hmm. and it was like kind of rustic Brown. And she like redid the seat with like, you know, Navajo like print and whatever else. And nice. then, um, Alex's wife was like, well, you know, no, I want one so I can ride around with you guys. And then she ended up getting a green poop maxi, um, which she still has. And then the four of them had mopeds or whatever and then pete who is our sergeant at arms he was like yo i'm gonna get one of these little things and then so he got himself a top tank targa also (laughs) um and he got a what did he get i think he got a black one first he got a black one and then because he's got a red and a black one now but he got a black one first i think and then um so like they were all riding around and that that summer i had uh just bought like a nice track mountain bike or whatever i just have, like dropped a grand on it and so i'm like yeah, i just spent a grand on this mountain bike i'm gonna ride this mountain bike like fuck y'all and your little mopeds or whatever mm-hmm. and so um the following year um my girlfriend at the time broke up with me which like that shit fucked me up I haven't still haven't really figured out the words to like, yeah, I don't know, appropriately assess the situation. But to say I was devastated was an understatement because I guess to put like context on it, um, this was a girl that I had known since I was 13. I had a crush on her since I was 15. And then we started dating when I was like 29. And then just one day out of the blue, she was like, nah. Uh, oh no this isn't gonna work out and she'd like she'd even talked about like wanting to get married to me and shit and i was like yo that's fucked up yeah it's um, a bummer dude but you know honestly that's like it's it's a good thing that it did happen because i'm much happier now mm-hmm. and had that not happened i wouldn't be having this conversation with you i'm a firm so, believer in life like that like a i was I tried to hold on to my marriage for about two years longer than I should have. And I come out of it now way happier than I had been uh, for a very long time. So yeah, dude, if sometimes we don't know what's best for us, I'll say that. Yeah. And, and so like, I'm religious, I'm Catholic, like I'm not going to, and just 
for to put this out there if anybody ever talks to me i'm never going to talk to you about religion i don't care if you care about god or not i don't care yeah. if you're an atheist it makes absolutely no difference to me i believe in what i believe in yeah. i'm never going to force my views on you you can yep. be like god's not real and i'll be like dude that's fine whatever yeah dude i'm I'm, um, a, I'm a catholic boy myself parochial school eight years yeah yeah so like more or less when she broke up with me she was like yo i prayed to god and i decided that i didn't want to get married to you and i was like yo that's fucked up why'd you have to bring him into this you know? <laughs> uh, we were just fine yeah like that's fucked up like you didn't have to bring the big guy into it but anyway so fucking um my girlfriend had broken at the, at the time had broken up with me or whatever and um you know i was i had i was super depressed for like a whole year and shit and then so like spring rolled around and um you know i was still like depressed or whatever and like covid like had hit and shit mm -hmm. so this is like you know spring of 2020 and um i was like you know what i'm gonna i had this money that because i had fucking been saving up to buy her a ring or whatever so i had this fucking stack of money and yeah. i was like you know what looking at this shit fucking makes me depressed which it's kind of fucked up because i love money <laughs> and uh yeah so i was like looking at this stack of money i had saved and i was like man fuck this money i'm gonna go fucking spend it on some shit for me and uh so i went out and i bought a moped and so like at the time like nothing really was for sale because like this was like covid you know anything that was like outdoor anything related people were like yo i'm gonna buy this so i can at least get out of my house so i don't have mm -hmm. to like you know sit here and look at whoever um so I'm looking around on Craigslist or whatever. And of course, you know, my buddies are like, oh, you should get a top tank Targa. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, these things are fun, you know, like, uh, oh, I should I should backtrack. So like uh, my first mini smile ride was um, my buddy Rich used to live off Woodward um, in Berkeley, which I, nobody knows what Woodward is, but Woodward's the first paved road in America. And so at, on Woodward every August, they do this car show called the Woodward Dream Cruise where like a couple hundred million dollars worth of cars are yeah. on this street that's four lanes in both directions. Yep. And so there's like people cruising or whatever. And I mean, it's, it's there's no winner to this car show either. It's literally people just show up to flex on one another mm -hmm. heavy. And like, it's very clear who the winners are. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, it don't, you don't have to be like, oh, like there's a voting or whatever. Like you'll see some cars where you'll just be like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And it like it like to put it in perspective for people it's the kind of shit where like if you show up with like a dodge demon somebody's going to be like cool get that car the fuck off the road you didn't do yeah, any yeah. custom anything to this we're out here looking at like you know people's because like in the midwest and especially in detroit it's a big thing to well, you know cars are a big thing in general yeah and so it's it's very common for a dude to have you know a hundred thousand dollar house and a hundred and twenty thousand dollar muscle car in mm -hmm. his garage you know that he buffs with a fine chamois and he only brings out on yeah. you know sunny days and whatever else but like there's a lot of people that have those cars and i don't know it's fucking crazy to see but anyway so they do this car show or whatever and rich used to live like uh like three houses from it or whatever like oh, from wow. the road so we'd party in his front yard and whatnot and, you know walk up to the road with drinks and shit and whenever he had to go to the bathroom go back to his house he'd you know have it like cater well you didn't cater it but like you know he would have like a lot of food and whatever yeah. else um but yeah, so like riding one of their Targas all drunk. And I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was like really, really drunk and should not have been riding this thing. Yeah, you're um, not the first. So I only really remember like riding it for like a couple seconds where I was like, yeah. man, this thing's fucking fun. 
Yeah. Um, especially when I felt the shift into second gear, because I didn't realize that it, it shifted into two, its second gear. And I was like, mm. oh, it goes even faster. <laughs> um, Too funny. So that was like my first mini smile ride. Um, but my first real smile ride would have been later. But anyway, so I'm, I go to buy a moped or whatever, and I'm looking on Craigslist, and um, I see that there's one for sale in Grand Rapids. So I drive from Detroit all the way to Grand Rapids, which is like two and a half hours, something like that. Um, but it's a straight shot down an expressway. It's a real easy drive. Mm -hmm. um, and so I go and I meet up with this dude or whatever, and he's got this silver maxi and his name's Steve. And I'm like talking with him or whatever. He's like, yeah, you know, I want like, uh, I think he said it was like 700 bucks or something like that. And I was like, you know, it works, whatever. It's got an engine. Fine. And um, I'm like one of those people when it comes to like buying stuff, if somebody is selling something and I think it's a fair price, I'm not going to like haggle with you over like yeah. some little minute bullshit or with it. Like that's that you're buying something used like that comes with it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, so he was like, yeah, you know, I want like 700 bucks. And I was like, all right, cool. Here's the money. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, I got this other one. I was like, you got any more for sale? Like, and he's like, well, I got this other one that like I might be selling next week. And I was like, all right, man, well, like holler at me. Like I'll buy the other one too. And he's like, all right. And so the next week I go back to buy the other Silver Maxi, um, which I think they're like a 78 and an 80 or something. Not that it matters, but oh, yeah. we are both E50s. Um, and I go back and I buy the other one off of him. And he's like, and I'm like, do you like normally have like a lot of mopeds and like whatever else? And he's like, oh yeah, man. Like I, I buy mopeds all the time. I've probably, I've probably owned over a hundred mopeds in my life. And I'm like, what the fuck? You've owned a hundred mopeds? Yeah. Like the hole goes you know, deep, dude. Yeah. Like what the fuck, you know? And so I'm like talking with him and he's like, yeah, yeah man, like check out my garage. And he's like showing me like some shit in his garage or whatever. And, you know, and he's got this really nice habit. And uh, I'm like talking with him. I like look at his fridge and it's got this little like ghost sticker. On it. And I was like, oh man, it's a sweet sticker. And he's like, oh yeah, that's like my moped club. And I was like, oh no shit, you're in a moped club. That's cool. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're called the ghost riders. And he's like, we're not really like doing all that much nowadays, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm in this thing called the ghost riders. And I'm like, oh, nice. What? Yeah. That's fun. And so uh, I like go back to Detroit and I'm like telling my you know my buddies this or whatever and they were like yeah we actually uh we actually and I was like we should form one with a name and they're like we kind of already did and I was like oh really what's that <laughs> and they were like well we were talking about uh setting you up uh with our friend which I'm not going to say her name but uh they were talking about like setting me up with this girl or whatever and then one of them was like yeah but she only likes black guys uh, and then the other one was like, yeah, but, uh, or no, the other one was like, yeah, like that guy in the photo. And they were referencing, uh, at the time there was like that meme where there was like that, like bodybuilder black guy, like leaning off oh, like, yeah, the side yeah, of the bed yeah. or something and just like hanging down. <laughs> uh, and then the other one's like, yeah, that guy's got a kickstand dick. And then the other <laughs> one was like, oh, we should call ourselves the kickstand boys. And then that's kind of how we got our name. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh so yeah it's, it's a dick joke yeah that's how that's how we got our name well i kind of um, thought so but you know i didn't want to call you <laughs> call you out on that but you know <laughs> no yeah uh but you know it's funny it's the humor of mopeds and so uh you know they like start talking about like you know what our club symbol should be and stuff and originally they were talking like 
you know, in my mind, some fucking straight wildness. They were like, oh, we should have a moped, but it should have like a dick as like a kickstand, like coming down. And then another one was like, no, 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 we should have like a moped, but then like a guy standing behind it with like, his dick like flopped out over the tank but it should be like a fist and i was like no we can't have dick fist moped fucking symbols like we're never going to be allowed into any fucking bar anywhere like everyone's going to hate us like no this is not happening (laughs) and so um one of our buddies was like playing around with like a logo maker at work or something like that and then like threw the like poop snowflake wheel into it and Mm -hmm. like one of our buddies was like kidding that we are ksb det even though i know that kickstand is two words but yeah whatever it flows well and um so then we were like oh we should put the ksb det into this wheel or whatever and i was like yeah yeah, outline it and i was like do it in black white and gold or whatever because that's like western's colors mm-hmm. um like where we went to college or whatever and so like that's i guess kind of how we got our our symbol and whatnot and where we got our club name yeah, yeah. um so yeah so i had the two I had the two maxis. Um, Pete got another top tank red targa. And then that was really like the formation of our club because then we started like riding around. And then, like, you know, our other homies, which I guess I'll, I'll precursor this. So, everybody that's in our club, we've all like known each other for like a decade, like before wow. mopeds. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I can say all those people are, you know, people that stay 10 toes down like I've been next to them in fights you know what I'm saying like yeah. I remember like we were downtown Detroit and like a bum pulled a knife on us and whatnot Chelsea didn't flinch she didn't run away from the bum with a knife <laughs> you know what I mean uh so yeah you know I'm, I'm fortunate that the people in my club like are my friends and they're good people um but so yeah, once once I like started getting, you know, a couple of mopeds or whatever. And of course I bought the second one thinking like, well, if I want mo- one moped, I need like a friend to ride another one, you know, exactly. so they can ride with me. So that's why I got the second one. And then like when I bought the first one, my buddies were like, yo, there's this website, you know, Moped Army. Uh, you know, it's got like some okay information on it. Some of it's fucking trash, but you're yeah. gonna have to like hunt through it. And I was like, okay. And they were like, and for parts, you're going to want to go to this website called treatland.tv. And I was like, there's a fucking company in Tuvalu that sells moped parts. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, whatever. I actually don't know really anything about Tuvalu other than that they sell their domain name for a lot of money. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, which turns out that's, you know, obviously the case or whatever. Fucking treats isn't in Tuvalu. No. which that's i don't know why i knew that some random kid in like elementary school was like yeah did you know that the island country of tuvalu sells dot tv to tv shows to make a bunch of money and i was like no but then that makes a lot of sense yeah see nobody knows where that came from that's hilarious like i didn't know that was an island somewhere that sells domain names yeah, yeah it's called tuvalu and i just that's like one of the random things i remember from school you know? <laughs> um yeah uh, yeah, that got that so, got brought up somewhere the other day. Like somebody was talking to me. Oh, whatever. But yeah, no, good information. Tuvalu. <laughs> and in case anybody was wondering, I'm not drinking coffee. I'm drinking scotch. <laughs> I don't know how Jim drinks fucking coffee at nighttime. That's my mind. Oh, dude, I fucking yeah. I'm wound up all day, and then I just crash. I take a shower and like, like I'll probably go back out in the garage for another hour to figure out the riddle that is my fucking bikes right now and then yeah then i'll just fall asleep a few hours later i'll go to work all right yeah. so i'll share a, a brief coffee story with you because i know that you're a big coffee person all right my so guy. 
So when I lived in Grand Rapids, I worked for um, a big industrial and commercial painting company as a project mm -hmm. manager. And one of the sites I oversaw was Ferris Coffee and Nut, which is a giant um, coffee and nut factory in the middle of downtown Grand, Grand Rapids next to Grand Valley State um, University. And so um, I was there for like months and months and months and I'm sitting in these, you know, job meetings or whatever. And finally, the, like the owner of the company, and it's not, and it's like, I w I'm young at this point in my life. I'm probably, you know, like 25 or something. And like all mm -hmm. the other dudes in this meeting are in their like fifties. Um, and so I'm sitting in these meetings and everybody's drinking coffee and stuff. And I'm not, you know, I, I don't like coffee at this point in my life. And so like the owner of this coffee company literally comes up to me and is like, yo, we have six different kinds of coffee that we provide in this job trailer for the yeah. eight of you. Like what's, are one of these not sufficient for you? Cause if that's yeah. the case, I'll get some different coffee in here, my man. I'll get <laughs> you some coffee offended that you want. He's getting offended at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> legitimately offended. I'm not drinking his coffee. And I'm like, yo man, I just like, I don't really drink like that. You know, I don't drink coffee. Like I don't need it. Like I have yeah. a lot of energy as it is. And he's like, no, 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 no. You just <laughs> haven't tried one you like yet. Which like to, you know, to be honest, this was true. Um, but yeah, so he like more or less like guilt tripped me and just started drinking coffee. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, which is fine. Um, yeah. And so like, you know, one day I came up to him and I was like, yo, John, um, I got to I got to lay something on you, man. Like you, you're the owner of this multi-million dollar coffee factory. You clearly know more about coffee than any person I'm going to ever meet for the rest of yeah. my entire life. What's the best coffee? Like lay it out. What's the best coffee? You're like, you got to yep. know, right? Like you're the owner of a multi-million dollar business. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, I'm going to tell it to you like this. He's like, you know how founders in, in Grand Rapids is always, you know, renowned for their, their beers or whatever, their Kentucky breakfast out, you know, sells out all the time, whatever. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, but you know what sounds good to me on a hot summer day? A Corona. <laughs> he's like, it's kind of to each his own. There is not one that I can definitively say that's better than others. He's like, there's mm -hmm. some that are more rare than others that are definitely make the price higher. Yeah. He's like, some people will point you towards that jungle cat in Sumatra or whatever that um, like eats the coffee beans and then poops it out. And like, yeah, people, like, I think everybody wants it. Like coffee drinkers want to try that just to say they've done it. But like, maybe yeah, one day like, I'll do it. He, he's like, not to toot my own horn. He's like, but we sell a better Sumatran coffee than that. He's like, it's just really rare and it's gimmicky and whatever else. He's it, like, Jamaican that's kind of what I figured. Coffee. There's just a limited amount of it. That's why the price is high. And mm -hmm. I was like, Yo, thanks for hitting me with that honesty, man. I'm glad that you just said, you know, to each his own instead of being like the dick of being like, no, the Don Perignon this year is clearly <laughs> the best, you know? Because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I guess that was in a reality for people. Like, it's okay to like McDonald's coffee. If you think that shit's fire, fucking yeah. drink it, man. And and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, dude, I, I'm really convinced if you live in a town with more than 100,000 people, you're going to have a couple different coffee roasters that are going to taste good. And, like, I still just get the freaking cup food brand organic shit that like, I like it. It tastes all right to me. It's got a little bitter, a little bit of a bitter aftertaste, which I enjoy and whatever, dude, like it's like seven bucks for a half pound. I don't care. Like yeah. I'll get about five, six pots. I don't, I don't even know how many pots I get out of it. To be honest with you, I just buy it. And when I'm empty, I go buy more. I don't care. Like, yeah, like I yeah. said, you know, to each his own. As long as you're not using K cups, those things kind of just fuck a K cup, fuck a goddamn. Yeah. Don't even get me going on a K cup. 
yeah those things are whack as fuck yeah they um, um i've gotten more and more resentful about those things the older i get so whatever all right well now back to mopeds so <laughs> uh clubs formed i get some mopeds or whatever and then like my buddies are like yo we're thinking about getting these and then our buddy uh dave who's our treasurer just because he is a cpa in real life but he lives in grand rapids uh he's representing the west side out over there um he fucking got a line on some Tomos Targas from, oh, I don't, I don't know. I think they were in Indiana. Uh, maybe Ohio. I don't know. Uh, Aaron, a.k.a. Aaron, shout out to you, man, for fucking selling us those Targas. But he, he sold us three Targas. Um, and originally Dave was just like, well, I only want one of these. And I was like, yo, buy all three of them. I'll be out there tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And I'll have the money for the other two. Yeah. And then I had also talked to Steve again from the Ghost Riders and he <laughs> sold me a, he was like, yo, I was just down in Indiana and I copped this, um, this one moped and they pretty much forced me to buy this other one with it. Would you have any interest in it? And I was like, yo, well, I'm going to be in town anyway. I'll come by and I'll check it out. So nice. me and my buddy Dave, I copped these two top tank targets, which I didn't have any anticipation of keeping myself. I was going to buy them for my buddy Kurt so that him and his girl could ride. Um, Kurt's also in our club. And uh, so I was like, you know, all right, well, here's two. Boom, we'll get a package deal on the three of them or whatever will work out. And then so I get those from him. I roll over to Steve's house and he's like, yeah, man, check this thing out that I just got. And he had just bought a uh, red poop cobra that had three miles on it it oh, still Jesus. had the plastic on all of the tools and everything wow it had just been sitting in some bike shop in indiana's basement or whatever and they were finally clearing out inventory and so he bought that and then while they were there they were like yo there's this other one that's still here um would you have any you know just you're a moped yes. dude, like take this the answer you know yes. like buy, buy this also and he was like Psh, i can't say no to that and them to be like all right well fuck you you can't buy this cobra then you know yeah. uh so yeah so he took it or whatever and then i ended up buying it off of him uh actually i think i maybe bought another moped in between this another i bought, I bought a gold poop maxi uh off this guy dan which i think the um, the Detroit Moped Works girls referenced him as like double time Dan or something okay. like that. But he's yeah, like a, yeah. he's like a moped flipper. Yeah. Um, uh, Brooke. And, I, I love Brooke's hilarious. Her all her. Um, I, I feel terrible because I'm horrible with names, but I know exactly what her face looks like. And she works for Girl Point for um, yeah, yeah. Moped her, Works. And she's great. Her freaking what is the, the art shit she makes? I, I feel terrible. I can't think of it right now. The it's a certain type of glass it's i'm it's on the tip of my tongue and i'm totally fucking yeah whatever it's in church windows um, oh stained glass sir stained glass art Ooh, that's a really cool art form that stuff's not easy to do either no she's fucking really rad the stuff she does with it yeah i would definitely recommend checking her instagram out with that um everybody detroit uh moped works are fucking rad um but yeah sorry for interrupting you i just had to throw it to brooke her up yeah, she's no, that, hilarious. that's cool. I'm actually going to definitely check that out. Um, one of my job sites when I was in Grand Rapids is I randomly refinished the ceiling of a, a basilica. Oh, okay. So I spent, um, I don't know, a month there or whatever, like finishing. It's this gigantic church with dome ceilings and stuff. And... Uh, I think I spent like a month there. So I, I stared at a lot of stained glass. <laughs> uh, and, and you want to talk about a, a 
why'd you have to say that kind of moment? Like there was this one little like capital piece that was up on the wall that like had to get repainted gold. Cause like they wanted to like paint it with this gold paint that like had real bits of gold in it. Like, you know, like Notre Dame football helmet style. Yep. And after like spraying it on there, I was like, yo, this shit looks like shit. Like this is expensive as fuck. It's like a couple hundred dollars a gallon. And it honestly looks like shit. And they were like, well, what's your, you know, plan? And I was like, y'all ever seen what Rust-Oleum or Krylon metallic gold spray paint looks like on something? From afar, (laughs) this thing's going to be 60 feet up in the air. From afar, it's going to look just like it's gold leafed yeah and they were like whatever and so i sprayed it and they were like oh shit this looks awesome but so like this one capital up on this wall was 60 feet in the air and in order so this is like an old stone church from like the 1800s and so Mm -hmm. like you couldn't like put like you know lifts in there because they'd fall through the floor because they couldn't support the weight so the solution was uh we had to get a ladder which was a three section extension ladder and the thing was made out of wood which is oh, it's the biggest ladder I've ever seen in my entire life. I didn't even know that they made ladders that big, but it just yeah. showed up on the job site. And they were like, here, man, use this. <laughs> and I'm looking at my guys being like, all right, which one of you guys is going to do that? And they're all looking at me like, yo, fuck you. You're the boss. Do it. Yeah. Bro. yeah. Like you do not pay me enough to get up on that rickety ass fucking ladder. <laughs> yeah. And so fucking I'm climbing up this ladder. I got my supplies or whatever. And it happens to be right above like the statue of John Paul II. Oh, right. And as I'm climbing up this ladder, the Monsignor, who's in charge of, you know, the whole church or whatever, looks at me mm-hmm. and goes, just so you know, that statue underneath you is $40,000. So, like, be careful. And I'm looking yeah. at him like, thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank, th- thanks for the f- instilling. What the fuck do you have this- to say that to me for? Yeah. <laughs> you know? so I could have I gone on without knowing that. But, you know, yeah, being whatever, on this dude. rickety wooden 60-foot ladder wasn't enough. Knowing yeah. that if I fall on top of this statue, I'm probably going to die. Like, it's a stone floor you know six stories or whatever but yeah um so back to mopeds um so i bought a a gold um a gold maxi that was a za50 off of this dan guy and i had the intentions of turning it into a chopper because i'd been looking around on the internet and i saw that poop shop had these chopper forks but like at the time they didn't really like have like a good picture of them it was just like um kind of like half-assed like they're gonna sort of look like this mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i don't i don't really know and i've been like looking around and i was like man there's not really like many moped choppers like it seems like there are but it seems like a lot of them were like the rat rod style which i personally think is gnarly like if you're gonna do the rat rod style like fucking embrace that shit to the fullest like conan's fucking uh lomos or whatever that thing's yeah. gnarly as fuck yeah know, it's, like, it was gnarly until he broke it i mean yeah but that's okay you can reweld it and shit like it'll be fine um but yeah like if you're gonna embrace that style like roll with that style like yep one thing about me i guess is like i am a big fan of styles and people with style so like and, and i guess i should clarify that like you can do something a lot of times and not have style with doing it yep but then there's other things that somebody might not necessarily even attach their name to, but just by looking at it, you can tell just from the style that so-and-so did it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Um, and so, you know, looking for like moped choppers, like I didn't really see like any like clean moped choppers. I saw this one dude, which I want to say is, I want to say he's like moped garage something, but he's like a German dude and he's got this gold maxi chopper that's fucking sick. Um, and his was like really one of the only like, 
chapters I had seen like looking clean or whatever. And so I was like, man, I'm gonna make a chapter out of this fucking gold one. I'll repaint it, you know, whatever color I want. I'll fucking mm-hmm. make that a chapter. And then, uh, yeah, so I started, I guess I bought parts for that, which that was during Corona. And that was terribly frustrating because I bought shit from VDM Pook parts and also from Pook shop. And yeah. VDM Pook parts, I think, took six weeks to show up or something like that yeah it can be rough which like yeah but that also was like mind-boggling to me because like um i guess before mopeds um my hobby was like i'm really into uh, like boutique streetwear fashion shit and like collecting sneakers and stuff like that that like you know you can't buy from Foot Locker. yeah um so you know, I would buy clothes from like random like boutiques in like Germany and England and stuff. And like the, their clothes, you know, they would charge you fucking $35 on a $55 t-shirt or something like that yeah. shipping, but it would be there in like two, three days. And so uh, like during this time that I, I had bought this stuff from Pook Shop and VDM Pook Parts, like it was my mom's birthday. So I bought her a pair of shoes from a company in Northern Ireland. The shoes in Northern Ireland came from Northern Ireland to my mom's house in Northern Michigan in the middle of the country in two days. Mm-hmm. And my thousand dollars worth of pook shop parts were magically oh, sent to country or destination. We don't know where the fuck they are. And oh, it's sent, it's great. They, it's they had great, been isn't like it? that for nine fucking weeks sent to country of destination and me to be like, so why is it that my thousand dollars worth of moped parts or not a thousand euros worth of moped parts fucking why is that magically lost in the world of oblivion but this pair of shoes can show up in two fucking days and then they were like i don't know man we don't have really answers for you you're just gonna have to wait and then so it finally showed up i think it took like 10 weeks or something like ridiculous Uh but they finally showed up um and then i could start building my chopper yeah yeah. Uh, but hold on let me talk about my smile ride (laughs) um my smile ride was a whole moment i guess really fucking so i decide like and then again to like i said in the beginning i am not a super mechanical person um i took small engine repair in high school but the teacher of it was the football coach and it was football season so he like didn't fucking teach us anything he was just like in his office fucking around football plays and shit you know yeah and you know as us as high school kids we're like fuck yeah we don't have to do anything dope <laughs> which like looking back and i actually would have really liked to have learned about small engines but um yeah. So anyway, um, my smile ride moment would have been, and I, I guess I remember it exactly. It's crystallized in my mind. I'll paint the whole picture for you. So I decided that I wanted to redo my silver maxi or whatever, and you know, put like a kit on it and new ignition. I rebuilt the whole engine with a race crank. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, shout out to Travis tutorial, watch your fucking video on how to do that. But then at the same point in time, like with watching that video, there's a lot of shit that they're like, well, this is like kind of how you do it, which not to knock that, but like, I, I super hate when you see shit like that, where you're like, don't tell me that this is the sort of fucking way to do it. Tell me the actual way to do it. If I need some stupid fucking tool, I have to go buy, I'll go buy the tool. It's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's what I signed up for. I'm going to be bitter about it, but like, I'll go buy the tool. (laughs) Yeah, um, Andy. Yeah. A, a buddy of mine sent me something that I needed a fucking puller for. He never informed me, so like, whatever. 
yeah fuck yeah Andy. you know what i mean but i would rather them be like oh you need this polar instead of like yeah jam it in a vice and bang on the shaft with a hammer and finally it'll come out yeah or some shit like that you know um but yeah so i i, I rebuilt this maxi and i guess i'll take you to the small ride moment so <laughs> i'm standing there I'm looking so down you've had, let me moped. ask you this you've had all these mopeds you still haven't really had that smile ride yet no 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 because no. it because it's it, well, let's hear about it you'll 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 understand i guess when i it, it, i'm done talking here in this little mm-hmm. spot so i had just rebuilt this engine i had gotten like a shoddy like wiring schematic which i have a dope one now if anybody's ever rewiring a uh, hook maxi i have a super good wiring schematic that's like multiple layered hit me up i'll send it to you um, which also I haven't introduced this. If you haven't already followed us on Instagram or unaware of our Instagram, go to it right now. It's at kickstand boys, K-I-C-K-S-T-A-N-D-B-O-I-S, all one word. Swap out the Y for an I. Start looking at pictures, whatever else, follow along. It'll make it more entertaining. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm looking at this down at this maxi or whatever, and you know, I'm doing the mental checklist in my mind. Like, did I connect this wire? I don't know. I think so. Does it have gas in it? Is it ready? Um, did, are all the bolts tight? You know, because yeah. I'd never rebuilt a moped before. And, and like, and I guess also something that's kind of unique and weird about me is I don't have like a big homie to like show me mopeds or anything. Mm-hmm. Everything that I know about mopeds, luckily, the great people of Instagram and the world and the people listening to this are the reason that I know what I know about mopeds because you cool yeah. fucking people told me the secrets yep. and I really, really appreciate that. I dude, I'm the same way. I didn't have anybody showing me. I had, I had maze help me out with a wiring once. And other than that, it's been all like blowing shit up and wrecking shit and learning on my own. And like, instagram youtube yeah but that's that's a good way of learning shit is by actually going out and experiencing it and like doing shit like i fucking i seized my fucking polini kit and i the fastest i went on that bike was 45 once i probably Mm -hmm. rode that bike about 20 miles and i seized the kit and then instead of being like oh i should just get another polini kit i was like no i put a euro kit on it it'll be (laughs) dope and so now I'm in the struggle of that. I'm actually, oh, so circling back, I'm still waiting on a fucking VDM hook part package, uh, waiting on a rear disc brake kit for that bike. And I think it's this Friday, it'll have been shipping and sent to country of destination for a, a month. Yeah, that's, so that's that great waiting for that. Yeah, I'm waiting for brake pads. I've waited for wheels for six well, weeks. Well, and like, I'm the type of person where like, I knew that this was going to happen and it's not yeah. an available option for me to just be like, yo, Johan, Give me better shipping. Here's an extra 50 euros. Whoever you yeah. use, don't fucking use them this time. Fucking send it FedEx two days. Fucking yep. I'll pay extra money. I don't want to yeah, deal yeah. with this fucking month wait. Yep. It's fucking um, stupid. But anyway, so I'm I'm staring down at this moped. I'm looking through, you know, the mental checklist in my mind. And, you know, sweat's forming on my brow. Mm-hmm. And it's hot. And I, like, look over at the fucking drum fan that's next to me. And it's on full blast. And I'm look back at the moped and just more sweat comes down my brow. And then I look over at the thermometer. It's 98. This is last <laughs> summer in Detroit. I'm standing in a garage on the west side of Detroit in the ghetto. And so I'm running through my mind like, you know, fuck, did I do this right? Did I do this right? I take a sip of my beer. I'm like, all right, well, fuck, turn the petcock. Let's fucking 
you know, wire on switch. Let's fucking try this thing. So I spray a little starter fluid on her or whatever. I run. And also I thought it was cool when I was doing this and I took the pedals off of it because, you know, I had seen a video of somebody bump starting it and they're like, Oh, it's no big deal. Which like, yeah, it's no big deal when the fucking thing works like it's supposed to work. But if it doesn't work like it's supposed to work, you're running down the whole fucking street pushing your moped. And I'm out of shape. I smoke blunts and shit. I can't fucking push a moped down 12 blocks fucking <laughs> trying to get the thing to start. You know what I mean? I ain't got time for that. So fucking uh, <laughs> I start running with this thing or whatever. And I go to grab the clutch lever and it doesn't, I don't feel it like engaged enough. I'm like, oh shit, I got to tighten that cable. So, you know, I fucking get my wrench out or whatever, tighten the clutch cable, get it to where it's like supposed to be with the grab. Let's try this again run through the parking lot you know sun's beating down it's an asphalt parking lot so you know it's probably like 100 degrees something like that and fucking i'm pale you know i'm saying i'm not built for 100 degree weather like in black top heat like you know Mm -hmm. i'm irish i can't handle that shit (laughs) so i'm fucking sweating like a bitch pushing this thing and then i grab the lever and then i hear and i'm like oh shit that almost sounded like it worked yeah and then I, you know, catch my breath or whatever, start running again. And then here, I, you know, grab the clutch lever and then here, I, yeah. and the fucking idol was high as fuck or whatever, uh-huh. but just it turning over. I'm like, holy fuck. I actually did it. Fuck. Yes, I did it. Fuck. Came and alive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I immediately set the bike, you know, on its kickstand or whatever. Kickstand boys got to have a kickstand, right? Yeah. And fucking, I set it on his kickstand and I immediately take a video of it like first start. And of course, everybody in the video is like, yo, that idol's fucking high as fuck. And for those following along in the pictures, Silver Maxi with the black snowfelly uh, rims with the white wall tires, uh, tan seat. That's the bike I'm talking about. And so the thing starts up and it's, you know, got a super high idle or whatever. And then I'm immediately like, oh, fuck, I didn't put any trans fluid in it. So I turned oh, the bike off. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, and so I go, I, you know, I pour trans fluid in it or whatever and shit and, you know, spill it everywhere. Because I, at the time, pro tip, if you're ever doing trans fluid, get a little uh, ketchup sprayer bottle or whatever, like mustard mm-hmm. bottle. Use one of those to fill it. It's really nice and convenient. Fuck a funnel and all of that. That's dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I put trans fluid in it or whatever. And then I go and I try starting it up again and i grab the clutch lever and the back tire just drags like like i'd squeeze the brake and mm-hmm. i'm like what in the fuck and of course at this point in my life i never I, you know i didn't know anything about fucking ring gap or anything like that like you know because like it treats doesn't explain any of that like they don't mm-hmm. show you a video of how to properly install a cylinder and which i get because it's not advantageous for them they want people to fuck shit up you know i mean to a certain well extent, and it's, it's not like, their job i mean yeah, it's, it's- I'm just a supplier of parts. It's not my yep. job to show you how to fucking install them. Yep. Which which is true, but then also there is some shit that they sell that like doesn't work right out of the box. You have to modify it right out of the box, which I would not to knock treats. I really like treats. I've I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars with them. They're <laughs> good guys. But if I'm going to have to modify something straight out of the fucking box, can you at least like show me a video of like how the fuck I'm supposed to modify the thing right out of the box or at least like point me <laughs> to a link of like somebody else explaining it or something, you know what I mean? Oh. Um, 
but yeah so fucking the whole like thing locks up and i'm like what the fuck and then so i like take the flywheel off or the flywheel cover off and i like spin the flywheel and it like un- unlocks itself or whatever and i was like oh that was weird um but i also don't know if i like i don't know if i was smart enough to put two-stroke oil in the cylinder to like lube it up before i even put the fucking thing together or if i just like slapped the piston in and was like cool send it it fits yeah you know because i didn't fucking know nobody had ever told me that like i'd never rebuilt an engine before you know uh-huh. um and like my dad is mechanical but like growing up like he never like did any of that shit he was like a traveling salesman he sold he sold the robotic assembly cells for like car manufacturing lines and shit like that and at one point in time he represented like three different companies or something so i mean like he was on the road he didn't have time to fix shit he was like i make yeah. money fucking take it to the repair man they can fix it like can i fix it yes but i don't have fucking time to do that yeah so, here you go fucking fix it i'll be back on tuesday pick my shit up you know when i'm back yep. in town um but yeah so fucking i get the the cylinder to unlock or whatever and then I go and I'm like trying to start this thing and I'm running around the parking lot and it won't fucking start and it won't fucking start. And I'm like, God damn it. And um, like, this is over in like the ghetto, like over on the West side too, where like, you know, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time outside just because there was not like a reason to spend a lot of time outside. All that's going to happen mm-hmm. is some random homeless person is going to walk up on you or like some 12 year old with a Glock is going to ask you for the time. Next thing you know, he's going to have a pistol in your face and you'd be like, yeah. God damn it, little kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and like the cops aren't helping you. Like, and you know, no. Detroit, like the police will not come. When I worked at Fago in Detroit, uh, they straight up told me that the average ambulance response time was a half an hour. Jesus. And I'm like, yo, you guys are Fago, you're a prominent business in Detroit, and you're telling me that if I get hurt here, an ambulance might show up in a half hour. Like, fuck that. I'm gonna drive myself to the hospital, I'll roll the dice on that. Like shit. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, like if you, yeah, if you're in Detroit and you call the cops, unless a gun is involved or somebody is like physically fucked up, the, the cops probably won't be coming anytime soon. Like one of my homeboys <laughs> in high school got pistol whipped and carjacked um, over on the east side and, you know, got like his teeth knocked out of his mouth and shit. And I think the cops took like two hours to get there Oh, Jesus. something like that. We were like, the fuck kind of shit is that man i just got fucking robbed from my car i got my fucking teeth knocked out of my mouth with the butt of a gun and it's gonna take two fucking hours to show up why the fuck was i even sitting here for two hours i could have been out of hospital yeah yeah. you know yeah Think, and thanks like, guys oh, well, yeah you they, nobody got murdered so like it wasn't a pressing you know <laughs> subject right on, <sighs> Which, right you know that's that's not great but it also makes it great for mopeds because then like they look at you and are just like i don't fucking care like (laughs) ride ride your dumb little moped around like it doesn't matter dude like we got real crimes to worry about exactly um but yeah so i'm i'm running this you know running around this fucking parking lot you know trying to get this thing started and i'm like thinking to myself like man i shouldn't be out here too long like sweating and fucking yelling and screaming at this thing like somebody's gonna be like what the fuck are you doing over here and I didn't want them to like see it because it had just like freshly redone and everything. And like mm-hmm. I didn't want them to see it and be like, "Ooh, I'm breaking into that building, stealing that bad bitch fucking later tonight," you know? Yeah. Um. So I'm running around the parking lot, and then fucking pop, 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 brrr, starts up again. Turn the idle down. I fucking sit on the thing, and I twist it. And I had uh, I put like a jammer clutch with like white springs in it, I think, originally. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hit the gas and like, obviously nothing, it like doesn't do anything except fucking rev up at first. And then the clutch engages and I fucking take off. And just that first 20 feet of me actually riding that moped that I fucking had built without any guidance other than like, here's a random video of some shit or whatever, you know, I didn't have somebody to be like, this is the way you do it. This is how you're actually supposed to have your chain tensioned, you know, and your wheels aligned and did you grease this part and whatever else and just flying Mm -hmm. through that parking lot at, you know, 25 miles an hour or whatever I was doing felt fucking incredible just because I had been so hot that whole day that just being on that thing in that moment, like everything vanished, the heat, (laughs) all the bullshit that I had dealt with in life. Like it was just one of those moments where you just fucking feel proud, you know? yeah dude and it was just a good fucking feeling and so for me that was my smile right for sure dude yeah. that's fucking rad like yeah, yeah sense, of, sense accomplishment like you're it's like you, you something came to life because of you yeah dude that's yeah, fucking... i felt more proud in that moment than i did when i walked across the stage graduating college for sure wow that's Without that's fucking rad so back to mopeds and let me ask you a few questions um what are your moped plans for 2021? I know you guys are new. You guys are new to the moped scene. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Are you planning to get to some of the few events that are going to be happening this year? Or I would um, like to. Um, we didn't really meet up. I, I guess for the most part, we're just people that exist in the internet. Um, nobody's ever met us. We've never been to any rallies. Well, that's what um, I'm wondering. Are you going to get out to some rallies yeah. and rides? Like, Casey's the answer to that happen- is yes. I will. Um, yeah. I got to, I'm so, if, for those that follow me, I'm currently working on a dirt pad. Um, I've been trying to get that fucking thing finished. I've painted some of the forks today. I'm hopefully going to get it finished this weekend. Um, but once I get that finished, I had, I had talked to the, you know, uh, Moped Monday people or whatever about coming down to Virginia. So I guess that'd be like really my first moped outing yeah, yeah. But those guys also, are jason thomas like all those guys are so fucking rad down there yeah the whole crew which i actually just bought um a t-shirt from from noah from his cluck and roll chicken wing enterprise mm-hmm. thing which mm-hmm. i hit him up and was like yo i'm gonna need to get some of these chicken wings and he was like well the only thing we got planned is this and it was like a vegan chicken wing thing which was like man i don't want to eat cauliflower like mm-hmm. i want to eat the real chicken wings you're cooking up that fire shit yeah yeah but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna try and get out to that, and I don't know is the uh, is the national rally still gonna be a thing this year? I have no idea because I am not plugged into any pipeline. I don't think so because talking to um, one of the hot and ready's today, this individual is not doing any moped rally events for this year, I mm. believe. So, and I'm not gonna throw them under the bus, but yeah. Um, it's funny so I don't know. Reddies are from Chicago. When yeah, like, yeah, and they like, and, Reddies from Detroit actually like the pizza, but yeah, uh, that's I always kind of wondered that. So you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stir anything up, but whatever. It's tight though. I'm with it. Yeah, but yeah, I would like to go to the national thing, but because obviously it's in Chicago, which is like right around the corner from us. So like, I'd like to do that. Um, but uh, I I really I'm gonna be entirely honest. I'm pretty oblivious as to like what is really transpiring in terms of like 
shit within my available range because like you got to think that like i'm so for me to get out of michigan it's four hours just to get to the the state border for me yeah um so you know this year will probably stay more local but then also Mm -hmm. if it's like one of those things where like there's like a rally in new orleans in like october or something like that sounds fucking dope like i'd be down to definitely go check out some shit like that you know Mm-hmm. but um in terms of like my whole club coming like i don't know like some of them got kids and i mean they got jobs and shit like some of us will come but i don't know about like you know the whole squad fucking showing up with all seven of us on targos <laughs> or whatever mm-hmm. i'd like to yeah, dude. but well it'd be rad to see you get out and yeah i mean it's it's all a part of the journey dude some people just want to you know, get there like I like I was saying a couple weeks ago. There's a group of gentlemen in the northwest suburbs, and like they're just content doing their thing in the northwest suburbs. That's fucking rad. Then there's dorks like me that want to get out and see the countryside and see moped people, and that's rad too. Like, there's no fucking wrong way to do this thing. So, yeah. Oh yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not opposed to doing it. I just don't actually know of like what rides are happening whatever i suppose i should be more in tune with that and actually look on moped army and whatnot but or just do uh, your thing and be yeah, happy with I'll, that. I'll get out there i'll be seeing people and anybody that's listening to this sees me somewhere i'll be real easy to see i got a big red beard and i'm tall um <laughs> pull up on me fucking come say hi or whatever you know what i'm saying like come come make friends yeah except if you smoke regs if you smoke regs you can't be friends with us i'm sorry that's one of the rules of our club but everybody else, I mean, come be friends, you know, let's fucking hang out. Let's drink a beer or something. There you go. It's going to be hard to meet a lot of moped people, dude, because I think everybody's going to let now, but whatever. <laughs> get on that, get on that robot dick. So whatever. yeah, they got to be better. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, but yeah, hold on. So do I need to answer the question for you still of when I, I hated mopeds? Yeah, I was going to say, when's the first time you quit mopeds? Okay, so I didn't, I wouldn't say I quit mopeds because I didn't quit mopeds, but the first super discouraging moment I, well, this would probably make some people quit mopeds, Mm -hmm. but it didn't make me quit mopeds. It just made me look at it and go, all right, now I got to be better. Yeah. So I just built that Silver Maxi and I was super proud of it. You know, it was all clean and whatnot. And I was tuning the carb. And I didn't know at the time that the Makuni VM20 doesn't really like an air filter. And so I had like had an uh, air filter. Yes. And I was like, man, why is this thing only going like 40? I feel like it should go faster. I got all this shit in it. You know, like it, it should go faster than this. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, maybe it's just the car being too big or something. I was like, I'm just going to put a fucking bing back on this thing. Um, and, you know, maybe that'll be better. And so I put the bing back on it and I start it. And it's idling like in my buddy's front yard uh, in Alex's, our our clubmate Alex's front yard. And I go to touch and I'm like three feet away from his like brand new baby pickup truck or not like Mm -hmm. small, but it's, it is his baby, his pickup truck or whatever. Um, And so I'm like three feet away from it and I go to touch the idle screw and the whole fucking bike lights on fire and i'm like oh shit you know and like obviously it's still running but the thing's just like on fire and flames are just like pouring out from around the carburetor and like shooting out from like the ignition cover and shit oh jesus fuck and i'm like all right well i'm right next to his pickup truck i gotta get away from the pickup truck 
And then so I go and I just like set the bike down in the front yard and I'm like, ah, ah, where's the hose? So I run and sprint to the fucking backyard. And this is on like some Looney Tunes shit, by the way. <laughs> so I go and I sprint to sprint to the backyard. Alex sees me through like the window inside, like sprinting to the backyard. And it's like, huh, I wonder where he's going. And then I go and I grab the hose, fucking turn it on and it's on like a reel. And so I sprint mm-hmm. as fast as I can around the corner of the house. And I run till the hose reel fucking runs out of hose and it fucking yanks me back or whatever. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, you know, still pretty far away from the moped. So I start like doing the thumb angle thing with the hose or whatever to try mm-hmm. and get the arc of the water to go, you know, like, you know, far enough to fucking put the thing out. And so it starts going, you know, out or whatever. Alex comes outside and he's like, whoa, I should take a picture of this. And I'm like, go get the fucking fire extinguisher, asshole, you know? Yeah. So he sprints to the garage, grabs the fire extinguisher. I go up there, fucking hose this thing off, you know what I'm saying? And like the fire goes out, um, but it ended up like fucking up my ignition and like, you know, obviously like the fuel line and all that. But like, I was worried about it, like the fucking thing, you know, exploding or fucking yeah. melting the whole thing, whatever, you know? I mean, it's a shitty moped. I'm not has no safety features none <laughs> and uh so i fucking hose this thing down with you know the fire extinguisher or whatever like good so it's all like you know powdered up white and i like look and like the next door neighbors had two black cars and they had just had them washed and i dusted these things with oh, fucking shit. fire extinguisher <laughs> juice and i'm like and they're like looking at me out the window and i'm like sorry about your cars <laughs> you know and they're probably looking at us like you assholes you know because like yeah, we're like yeah. fucking in our 30s and shit so we're like grown men you yeah, know? yeah it's like you <laughs> like, should fucking know better <laughs> like yeah you guys gotta definitely be better out here yeah uh so yeah so i'm sitting there like looking at my moped that i had just rebuilt and spent all this money on or whatever and again had ridden it like you know 40 miles and the fucking thing melted before my eyes oh, and great. uh yeah, that's when I guess I rebuilt it into like kind of like its current version or whatever now, which is like much more Street Fighter and fucking <laughs> intense. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fucked up that like the first time I had it, I rode it for like 40 miles and then it lit on fire and I had to rebuild it. And then, which when it lit on fire, I actually sealed, I clear coated the frame so that it would seal in the fucking char marks because I thought nice. that was punk rock. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, then I rode it like another 40 miles and blew up its cylinder because I didn't realize that the O-ring on an O-ring style head for a Polini kit actually goes directly over the decomp hole and mm. I didn't plug the decomp hole and so it created a massive air leak and then it seized my cylinder. Oh, and fun. so now I guess we're trying for round three with a Euro kit and if that Yay. blows up then I'm probably just going to uh, sacrifice the moped or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> find find some Haitian or something get it to smear it with fucking goat blood yeah get it to work yeah it's the way I'm feeling tonight dude it's just like oh I can't do anything fucking right anymore it was a yeah but whatever dude you know it's just fucking mopeds we do this to entertain ourselves and it's fun and frustrating all at the same time um yeah but like that's also like the great part of it like mm-hmm. so one of my favorite quotes is by Muhammad Ali and it's that if your dreams don't scare you then they aren't big enough. Yep. And that's pretty true. If you're always in your comfort zone doing whatever in life, you're not going to have as much fun as when you step outside that comfort zone. I'm going to tell you right now, doing sketchy shit once in a while is fucking fun. 
exactly you know? dude or it can be fun sometimes it can be real fucked but then you know, <laughs> that's the that's the roll of the dice you know exactly but uh like yeah the, to me that's one of the things i really like about mopeds is that like i hate that none of the parts fit together like they're supposed to fit together like i've used a dremel more like i i do painting and shit for a living and i've used a dremel more with mopeds than i ever have in 20 fucking years of painting like yeah. easily yeah it's like and, you had to do this for that because of, what okay yeah and and like again you'll get shit that's brand new out of the box and they'll be like yeah just modify this you're a guru and you'll be like yo yo let me get some instructions my man what the fuck am i supposed to do with this mm-hmm. you know like yeah, all right, yeah. prime example of that treats was like yo in order uh so with my dirt bed i've got these like bigger um ebr forks on it that are like you know ultra cross forks or whatever they're like kind of like dirt bike forks really and so the axle setup for that is 15 millimeter on one side and 12 on the other side so you have to use tomos axle reducers to get it down to 12 millimeters and then they were like oh but if you're going to do this then you have to do sealed bearing instead of loose bearing but we still a sealed bearing conversion kit and i was like okay perfect pop the thing in i was like man this thing fits together nice as shit good work treats go to put the axle in boom it's designed for a 11 millimeter axle yeah i'm like you guys do they make one for a 12 millimeter no you're gonna have to figure it out and then so i just had to you know like custom bore it out and shit which obviously that was precarious because i'm like well if i fuck this up then like my wheel's gonna be all wobbly and it's like the shit's not gonna work you know Mm -hmm. uh but that's also like the fun of mopeds of that like you know you you see the problem you fucking conquer it and then when the bike's all together and it's done like you feel a great sense of accomplishment because like the fucking you know the the bigger the goal the higher the climb but after that the smarter or the bigger the muscle and smarter the mind hell yeah dude you know right fucking on, right push on. your boundaries fucking achieve you know yeah it's you know just making the puzzle pieces fit um yeah which i know you're gonna do that with your habit for the the baker's run it's you're gonna be, you're gonna be first place right i'm gonna finish that's the goal finish that was those you're not going to finish with a mentality like that man you're in a race you got to get it, first it well it's about staying humble too i got i got some tricks up my sleeve we'll see what happens um you got a smoke bomb oil slick banana peels? Yeah, yeah dude it's all about turtle shells all about Ooh. turtle shells yeah i fucking you got the spike I play, blue boys in your saddlebag huh damn right dude i play mario kart i know what's up <laughs> fucking pull some road rash get a chain out whatever um i can't thank you enough for coming on i yeah, am man, definitely no gonna I'm going to have to have you on again, pick your head about dirt pad stuff, but dude, I'm not going to lie. I'm tired as all can be in like stress. And last day and a half. Dude. Yeah. I wake up at freaking Oh, dark 30. No big deal, but you know, it is what it is. Get I some can sleep fucking get some good coffee and you get a good meal. Fucking yeah. go get a massage or something, man. Dude, fucking, I've been, you got to get your body about... right before this journey, man. You can't be yeah, yeah. yourself into the ground before you do that. Oh, that's just what I does. That's just what I does. Yanni. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. Don't forget, everybody, uh, check out our Instagram page at Second Chance Pod. You're always welcome to email me at Second Chance Moped or hit me up on uh, Facebook. See, it's pretty easy to find Second Chance a Moped Podcast. And don't forget, mopeds are dumb. I sure the fuck are. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for staying on, my guy. Yep. Yeah, no problem. Nice meeting you, dude. Yeah. Good luck in your endeavors. Yeah. Thank you.